It's good to see you. Glad that you are here. God is good. What an awesome, awesome morning. What a, what a good God we serve. We get to sing His praises for, for now we get to sing His praises for all of eternity. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting to be around the saints for who have gone before us, the saints who will be there as we get to gather in His presence. It's going to be so, so awesome. This morning, if you've got your Bible, we're going to bounce to several different places. We're going to start over in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1. Josh, appreciate all the youth and our young people. And Josh, last week, he, he carried us through uh, following His death, burial, and resurrection, following uh, Jesus had sent the disciples on into Galilee to wait on Him. And here they are, they're gathered, and Jesus in chapter 1 of the book of Acts, we find Christ going up into heaven. question this morning is, what if it were today? You say, what if what? Look at, look at what happens here in Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse 9, it says, And after He had said these things, He was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received Him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. This morning, I asked the question, what if he comes back today? Are you ready? Are you ready to meet Christ Jesus? Are you ready to meet the Lord Jesus? Are you, are you, how's your walk? How is your life being lived? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? We, we quoted it. He, he led us in quoting, There's no other name under heaven by which men are saved. You must know Jesus as Christ. You must know Him as Savior. He looked at His disciples and He said, Who do men say that I am? And some said, uh, uh, Joshua, some said Isaiah, some said the different prophets. And Jesus said, but who do you say that I am this morning? Who do you say that Jesus is? Who do you say that Jesus is? Peter says, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Is He your Savior? Is He your Lord? Is He your Christ? Is He your promised Messiah? I pray you know Him as your Lord and Savior. I pray that you have a relationship with Him. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord to be saved. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and, and believe in Him with all your heart, believe that He did come and He lived just as Scripture said. And He died as Scripture said. And He rose again on that third day just as Scripture said. And He's seated. The Bible says He went up. Men of Galilee, why do you stare Looking into the sky, the same Jesus who went up, he's coming back. You know he's coming to get us one of these days. He said he would. He said he's coming. In the end, he says, behold, I come quickly. I pray that you're ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? What if it were today? What if it were today? You know, I look out over a room like this, and there's a lot of people, good crowd. There's lots of different types of people in a room like this. There's those who are ready. There's those who are, who are, you know, you may be one in this room that thinks this is foolishness. Honestly, this is foolish. Listen, to what a, there's a verse, you don't have to turn there, I'll read it to you. I'll read you a verse, because there, there are people who, who think the message of the cross 
is foolishness over in First uh, Corinthians. Just stay there. The word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. There's people that think this book is foolishness. They think this whole preaching, this whole thing we do is foolishness. The Bible says there are those who think that to those who are perishing. But to us that are being saved, this is life. To sing about what a beautiful name it is. How can we sit and not sing that? How can we sit still and not just rejoice? What a beautiful name that is. What a beautiful name it is, the one that we get to sing for all of eternity. He's, he's, he's gone away, and you know what? He's coming back. We're going to bounce around to different text this morning. I want you to see another verse. Jesus said, if he goes away, look over John chapter 14. What's he doing right now? A lot of people wonder, what is he doing right now? Scripture says he's, he's gone away to prepare a place for us. John chapter 14, he tells his disciples over in uh, beginning in verse 2. He said, in my father's house are many dwelling places that were not so I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If you're a believer, that's what he's preparing. He's preparing a place for you. If you're rejecting Christ, if you're rejecting the truth, if you're rejecting that name, then there's a place that's been prepared for those that reject Christ as well. Bible talks. You know the Bible talks way more about hell than it does heaven. Way more. We only get a glimpse here or there of heaven, but Jesus regularly used all that was around him and spoke of hell. He'd use fire pits. He would use the trash heaps. He would use the, the seemed like outside of Jerusalem there in the Valley of Gehenna, there was constantly uh, burning. There was fires going all the time. And he would look over there and he would use that. And he would explain, he would talk about how hell, the worm, there where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth of the world, the worm never dies. There's a place prepared for those as well who reject Christ, who the message of the cross is foolishness. But here Jesus is telling us that, hey, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm going to come again and receive you unto myself. Look at it, it's right there in, in Scripture. I go to prepare, if, look verse 3, if I go and prepare a place for you, Acts tells us that he goes up. The angels are there and they, they say, Men of Galilee, why are you staring up into the sky? This same Jesus who you saw lifted up will come again in the very same way. He's coming back, praise God. What if it were today? What if it were today? I go and to prepare it and I'm coming back and I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Turn over, turn over with me. He's going to come back. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He's going to come get us. And us as believers, those of us who know Christ as Lord and Savior, we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You say, preacher, where do you get that type of stuff from? Right there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 10, says, For we must all appear... Before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be recompensed, may be rewarded, may be judged, may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. You know, God sees us. Church, God sees us. 
God sees you. God sees each one of you. He knows what you're doing. He knows how you're living. He knows how your walk is. How's your walk? How is your walk? We're going to get judged not on, not on what those around us are doing. We're going to get judged on what we're doing. I, um, yesterday, I had an opportunity. Several, all of us really had an opportunity to go work with a Homeless Connect. For those of you that may not know what Homeless Connect is, it's a, it's a day in our city to where Love, Inc., to where many ministries around our town brings the homeless and the less fortunate or just, just whatever, those that are down. They bring them in there to the Methodist Church, the big Methodist Church downtown, and it's a one-day to where they can come and they, they see medical doctors are there and uh, a judge and lawyers are there. They're able to find jobs. They're able to stand before a judge and, and maybe deal with some stuff, get driver's license, and there's, there's all kinds of things that, that go on. It's an awesome opportunity to get clothes, and they get a lot of their needs, their physical needs, their current needs. They get a lot of that met. Several in the room worked at different places. We had people driving our buses around. Our vans were going around just picking them up from all over, saying, hey, come, and we had people, uh, whether they were administrating or whether they were uh, helping in the medical, we, Wendy and I had the opportunity, and it was, a, it was a privilege, an honor. We got to work in the prayer room. We wore a purple shirt, and the purple people got to walk around all over the place. We got to pray in the store. We got to go to the medical. We got to go all over the building and just pray wherever the people were, wherever we found them. And most of them, though, they would come into the prayer room, and they would sit down and and it was just a Sunday school class there at, one of, at the Methodist Church, the big church downtown. And they had green, just all these green chairs. And, and they would come in and we would, we would set people in those green chairs in front of us and we would just have prayer with them. Guys, there were people that came into that room who were having, they were down. They were having some difficult times. They were struggling. Uh, we... We got to pray. I mean, there was, there was people who'd never heard of Christ. I got to introduce Christ to people. Literally, there was a, an individual there who'd never heard of John 3.16. And we got to share, walk through the Roman road there with that individual. And it was an amazing, sweet time. We got to pray with so, so, so many. And one of the words that I used, I knew where we were going today. And one of the words that I used was accountability. I use the word accountability quite a bit. I, I I'm like, you know, and I would sit there and I would pray with them and I would talk and we would just spend some time one-on-one -on -one talking with the, with the person, meeting them where they were. And one of the things that I encouraged them to do is, look, try to find a, find a group of believers. Try to find some people to help hold you accountable. You know, I, I thought about, I thought about uh, what I do on a weekly basis. I stand before you guys and I just try to help hold you accountable. I, I try to point you to the truth of Jesus, try to hold you accountable to this book, the words that are found in this. And, and you know, here I am this morning. I, I'm doing nothing any different today than I was doing yesterday. I pointed unto man once to die and we're going to face a judgment. And Jesus went up into the sky and the men of Galilee, why are you staring up into the sky? The same Jesus is coming back. And Jesus has gone off to prepare a place for us, and He's coming back to get us and to receive us unto Himself. And we're going to all, every one of us, are going to stand before Jesus one of these days. We've got to give an account of our lives.
Let me ask you. How are you doing? No, I'm not talking to you about how you're doing your finances and how are you doing how you doing in your relationship and maybe at school. I'm not I'm not talking about all that. How are you doing in this stuff? How's your walk? Men, how's your walk? Daddies, how's your walk? Husbands, how's your spiritual walk? How are, how are you doing leading the home? See, there's more to being a daddy than just bringing a paycheck in. Keeping the roof, keeping the cars gassed up and the oil changed and the grass cut. How are you doing as the spiritual man in your home? Women, wives, how are you doing? How are you doing, mamas? How are you doing, wives, sons and daughters? The Bible's very clear. Honor your father and your mother, period. It comes with a promise of long life. How are you doing in your walk with Christ? The Bible tells us to, to walk in a manner worthy of the name of King Jesus. You know why? Because we're all going to stand before God one of these days, and we've got to give an account for how we're living. And, and, and what's, so, what's so wild about it is I'm not going to stand there and have to give an account on how Casey lived. I've got to give an account on how I lived. Can't bring people up there. You, we're not going to be able to bring those around us and, and drag them up there and say, hey, tell them, tell them what a good guy I was. And, and tell them how you were down that time and, and I was right there for you. Tell them all about how good I am. It ain't nothing about that. How are you doing? Just a different colored chair this morning. Not green this morning. Just a padded pew, but the question's the same. How are you doing? No, you may not be down. No, you may not be down on your luck right now currently. You may not be struggling the same way that many of those possibly were yesterday. But you know, the, at the end of the day, what, what, what's it matter how big the house is? What's it matter how much is... Honestly, at the end of the day, what's it matter what's in the bank account? What's it matter how big the retirement is? Or how, how awesome. Think about it, y'all. Look with me. Look with me over in 1 Corinthians. That judgment. That judgment, y'all, really matters. Scripture has something really interesting to say about it. You say, well, well I, I don't want to hear that. No, you need to hear this this morning. Jesus is coming back. He said He was. He's done everything else that He said He was going to do. He told His disciples, look, I'm going into Jerusalem, and I'm going to be persecuted. I'm going to be put on trial. They're going to kill me. And three days later, I'm going to rise again. I'm going to build this temple back up in three days. He did exactly what He said He was going to do. All through this book, everything has happened exactly the way it was supposed to happen. He just ain't come back yet, but He's coming. Could be today. Look over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, begin, uh, begin in verse, um, let's start in verse 10. Look at verse 10. Paul here writing to the church of Corinth, he says, According to the grace of God which was given to me like a master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building on it. Notice this little, notice this little line, but each man must be careful how he builds on it. 
For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You know what that word tells us? That tells us that actually there is no foundation that really matters except Christ. There's really nothing that we're doing today that even matters except what we're doing for Christ. Look at what it says here. Now if any man builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each man's work will become evident for the day. What is the day? The day is that judgment. It is appointed unto man once to die, and then there's a judgment. We must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It's when Christ actually comes back and receives to himself a church, receives to himself back a people that he had redeemed. That's us, church. Now, if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each man's work will become evident, for the day will show it, because it is to be revealed with fire. And the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. I don't understand how that works, that last phrase. You know the whole getting in by the skin of your teeth. I don't understand it. Everything is going to be judged. When I ask the question, how's your walk? This is what I mean. You're like, that's preacher talk. All right, well, let me break it down. I just need you to see an imaginary whiteboard. Can you see that? See an imaginary whiteboard sitting right here. And your name, your name right there on the top. And now you are filling out everything about your life. You're talking about you as a husband, as a, as a father, as an employee, as an employer. You're talking about your quiet time, your private time, your secret time, your personal time. Just everything that you are is written on that whiteboard. That is your walk. That's your life. That's what you're doing. That's who you are right there. I'm not talking about your neighbor. I'm not talking about those people behind you or in front of you or across from you that you're sitting here thinking, I sure hope they're listening because it ain't their problem, it's yours. Because that's your life. That board is what's going to be judged. And the only thing that matters is what on that board has to do with Jesus. What on that board is gold and silver and precious stones? And what on that board is wood, hay, straw, stubble, useless stuff? You know, we've bought into this lie of what success is. We've bought into this lie of what production is. We've bought into this lie of what it really matters what makes you somebody y'all the only thing that makes you somebody is what you're doing for Christ how you're living for him that word accountable that word accountable that I, that I was using you see uh, several years ago first you know right now we're reading through God's word together here's his church we're reading through it it's inside 
bulletin there. You see what this week's reading plan is. We're reading through God's Word together on Wednesday night. We're talking about it. We're discussing. We're holding each other accountable because we're just reading it. Several years ago at the former church, I was, I was down there, and what I said, I'm like, look, as we go into the year, we're going to read the Bible together, but what I encourage you to do, what I'd love for you to do is find you accountability partners, get you a group of people, maybe some sisters or some brothers or, or just a group of friends that, that you kind of read the Bible together. You hold each other accountable so that when you see each other, you're like, how's your Bible reading going? How are you doing? What did you think about this? What did you think about? Okay, this past Friday we read about uh, David and Bathsheba and Uriah and the Hittite and how he was murdered and the baby died and all that kind of stuff. Have a group of people that you can hold each other accountable and talk and discuss God's Word together. Let me ask you, how's your walk? What on here has anything to do with Jesus? What on here has anything to do with spiritual things? What on here is going to get, what on there is not going to get burned up? Just trying to hold you accountable. Trying to be that person. Trying to be that guy. Because guys, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Well, you know, you know the difference in the green chairs of all the people that we've bust in and sat before us yesterday and the, the folks that are in this pew? At death, nothing. At death, nothing. Let's look at it on a, on a worldly thing. You get the same box, you get the same six-foot hold, you get all the same hoopla as the rest of get. But on a spiritual journey, there's absolutely no difference. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your walk? What are you doing with your board? What are you doing, men, with your family? What are you doing, women, with your family? What are you doing, daddies, in your house? What are you doing, sons and daughters? What are you doing? Listen, if, if, if this board, which is you, and you have... No excuse of what's on it because you put it there. What's being done for Christ? Because that's all that's going to matter. Go over with me to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Beginning in verse 24, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount says this. And, and you know, some of you may be sitting there and saying, yeah, I don't, I, I don't really get all this. I don't really, this whole church thing ain't for me. It don't matter. This whole religious thing ain't for me. It don't matter. This whole, this whole Bible stuff, I, I want you to hear this. I just don't completely agree with it, or I don't believe it like that, or I don't look at it like that. It don't matter. It don't matter. It's what the Bible says. So what you're saying, what you're saying is that 
For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid in Christ Jesus. Now, if any man builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each man's work will become evident, for the day will show it, because it is to be revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet as though through fire. Yeah, I don't, I don't really believe that. How stupid. Because it don't matter if you believe it or not. It's right there. That's how silly people are. That's how silly we get. Accountability. Is it accountable if... Is it truly accountability? Is it truly what we need if all we're told is what we want to hear? You're good. You're doing great. Keep it up. You're doing fantastic. You want to hear it? God loves you just the way you are. Keep on going with it. You're going to be fine. God's got a plan for you. And He wants to bless you. And He wants to lavish. And He wants to be goody-goody. God wants to. He's your little genie in the bottle. Just rub Him and ask. Woohoo! That's the God. I like Him. But it ain't biblical. It ain't biblical. Matthew chapter 7 says this. Therefore, verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. That's life. You know what that slamming is? That's life. That's losing a job. That's losing, that's losing a, a spouse. That's going through a divorce and you tried and you tried and you tried. And that's going through a divorce. That's a car wreck you don't know and insurance just don't do what it's supposed to. That's a job you lose. That's a, that's a relationship that just goes south. That's, that's running with a group of people that, that this board, half of this board is, is spent trying to convince a man that you're somebody and everybody else is promoted, 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 promoted and there you are, younger guy come in with nowhere near the experience but he's a lot cheaper and you're out and he's in. That's what slamming against that house means. It's called life. How do people make it in this world? How do people make it in this world? I think it depends on the foundation they're building on. I think it depends on where... Is the foundation of this board pleasing me? And is the foundation of this world board all about me and, and making me happy and making me comfortable and making sure the end of my life I've got plenty and making sure that me and my own family and my house and my acreage and my world is A-OK? -okay? 
Because that will crumble. Or is that built on Christ? And the truth found in this Word. Because life will slam against that. Life will slam against it. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall. For it had been founded on the rock. Is your walk founded on the rock? Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rains fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. Same effect. Same attack. And it failed. Notice those last few little words. And great was its fall. What are you building your life on? What is your focus? What is your, mo- what, what is your passion? What wakes you up? What gets you going? What, what energizes you? Who, who is it? What is it? Is it fleeting things? Is it wood, hay, straw, stubble? Is it useless things? Is it things that's going to be burned up? Or is it eternal things? Is it Christ? Is it His Word? Is it His obedience? Is it His namesake? Is it His glory? Is it all about Him? Who's holding you accountable outside of this room? Who else is telling you this? Let me ask you a question. Who else is saying these kind of things to you? That's, one of the, that's an honest question outside of, outside of you knowing Jesus. That's one of the better questions I've asked in a long time. Because here's the deal. If you ain't got nobody asking you that, if you ain't got nobody pointing you in the right direction, you need to change everything you got. You need to change friends. You need to change locations. You need to change jobs. You need to change schools. You need to change ball teams, schools, colleges, whatever you're in. If your surrounding is not pointing you to Christ and holding you accountable, then what in the world are you thinking? The devil ain't going to stop. The devil ain't going to stop. He don't want you. He don't want you caring about this. He wants you to. Hey, you got a little church. You went to church. That's enough. Mark it off. You're good to go. Now go work on your whiteboard. Don't internalize it. Don't, don't have somebody sitting there saying, how's your Bible reading? How's prayer life how's your walk how are you as a husband how are you as a wife how are you walking before your kids how are you serving hey look do you know what you're doing do you know listen do you know you out doing that junk on the weekend when you're thinking whoa i can do whatever i want to because i bought it ain't nobody you know that's american said there ain't nobody paying my bills i can do what i want to and live how i want to and be who i want to you pay my bills then you got you you can tell me what to do until then you can't tell me what to do You're going to be held accountable for all of that. God sees those secret things. He sees the motive. He sees it all. Who else besides some crazy preachers in your life telling you this? Who else on this whiteboard? 
your whiteboard. Is holding you accountable to walk in obedience and to walk in holiness before your God. At your school, at your work, at your weekends, at your private times, at your play times, at your secret times, who else is doing it? See how slick the enemy is. See how slick the enemy is. See how it works. If we're honest and not careful, that board is full of things that'll burn. You know the difference between the green chairs yesterday and the brown pews today? Nothing. We all stand before God and have to give an account for this one life lived. 45-year-old, I guess I'm healthy. They say I need to go to the doctor just for checkups, but I feel good. I think i got a long time left. But it is appointed unto this temple to die. And then there's going to be a judgment. And that judgment, I can't bring him up as a co-worker. And I can't bring her up as a wife. And I can't bring them up as kids. It's just me standing there before a holy God. Each and every one of us will stand before a holy God. And give an account for not that one time, but for that walk. He's coming back. What if it were today? What if it were today? Father God in heaven, we're undeserving. Of mercy, we're undeserving of grace, we're undeserving of so many things, God. But you have lavished your goodness out on us, Lord. You have provided and you have given and you have been so, so good. My entire life you have been so, so good. God, I pray that you would help us to... God, not waste our lives, not take for granted. God, maybe, let's pick words. Reset, recalibrate, reimagine, get back to our first love. Get back to what really eternally matters, Lord. As we think about our board, as we think about our life, as we think about our walk, what on it matters? if it matters Holy Spirit of God fill it up but God don't remove it God if it don't matter remove it what a what a bold request if she plays I want you to just sit there right there in the quietness and the stillness of right now you and God
God, if there's anything that we desire to be, it's real. God, in public we can wear a mask, in public we can play a game, in public we can put on a front, but with you, God, you're all-knowing. You see it all. You know the motives, you know the reasons, you know, the, you know what drives us, you know what motivates us, you know what gets us going, you know where we spend our time, our energy, our efforts, our resources. You see our passions, Lord. You see what we're building our life on. You know our foundation. You know it, Lord. God, if there's things on that board, if there's things in our life, if there's things in our walk that does not honor you, Holy Spirit of God, please work it out, get it out, remove it. God, we don't want to waste whatever lifetime we have left, whether it's days, weeks, months, or a bunch of years, Lord. We don't want to waste our lives. God, we want our lives to matter. Forgive us for wasting time. Forgive us, God, for having our focus so, so messed up. God, I pray that you would remove Satan. I bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus in Jesus' name, over every marriage, over every home, over every individual, over every mind, son, daughter. Lord, please, Holy Spirit of God, protect us. The enemy has us so caught up in lies, so caught up in things that does not matter, will not matter, will not last, it will burn. But God, we are killing ourselves and we are killing our marriages and we are killing our homes and we are killing everything that we can get to get that all to find out it's meaningless God help us help us God in Jesus' name we pray Amen